Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the podcast! Hello everyone, welcome back. It's bloody Monday. It's Monday. We've just had a race. Yeah, we actually have a new Constructors champion. Red Bull have done it for the first time since 2013. Christian Horner and team have done it. Red Bull are the Constructors champions. Round Uh, of applause there. I'm not clapping that. Why? I'm not clapping. Why? You want to you want to clap a cheater? Yes. What? You want to clap You're a cheater? Ju- I'm I'm clapping for Callum and Brad and everyone else in the Red Bull team that we love. <laughs> for the likes of of those boys, yeah, fair enough. But Red Bull don't deserve that. You are joking. I'm me. going out there straight You're away. You're joking me. You're just looking for a controversy. I've here. got my lucky hat on. I'm ready for a fight. Whatever don't you got today, fucking this. bring it. Bring don't it fight on, me Jake on this. boys. You're wrong. You're wrong. Wronger. They a deserve G. it. Max Verstappen is the best driver on the grid, and the Red Bull is the best car on the grid. And they won the World Championship and the oh, Drivers' it's Championship. The, it's definitely the best car on the grid. Okay, so why don't why aren't you clapping? Because they're cheating. Don't, they're not cheating, cheating tonight in September. <laughs> why are they? Why are they cheating? They spent too much money again, bro. Everyone knows One it. You said it during the race. Only like a million. <laughs> you were like Christian Horner looks like he's bricking it because he already knows he spent way too much money. This <laughs> no, I, I said if you look at Christian Horner and anything, yeah, I feel like if you look stare into his eyes, he looks he's lost. thinking we are fucked. Oh fuck, <laughs> we've done we've done something like it's true. Like if they ever spent last year, I dread to think what's happened this year because of inflation and like everything they probably all like mm, so far yeah, over brutal my dad made a good point he was like why don't they just carry on the same as next year and every other team gets more money like what red bull spent this year whatever they spent over the rest of the teams get it see an interesting point on that would be the rest of the teams wouldn't say that's fair because realistically the money is actually barely anything it only turned it turns out it's like 1.8 million over that would get you like nothing in formula one so no none of the other teams would be happy with that like that's the thing. Like, what's yeah. the spend cap though? 150 million. Was it one? Was it 150? Like, I'm pretty sure it's like 150 something like that, and they literally went over by like 1.8 million. That's got to get you. Something. Like, I know I love Red Bull. That's got to get I'm you gonna... something. If, yeah, a couple of rear wings. Orange juice is cheap a, these days. A car's like 14 million if it crashes. So to replace a car is going to take up a lot of it anyway. Do we even know what they spent it on yet? No, no idea. Like it, it's not out yet, and the punishment isn't out yet. But snacks, uh, snacks, snacks. I still think you've been really unfair to Red Bull there. I'm not happy. Do you about want to give that. him a half clap? Yeah, like you mean it. 
That is so sarcastic. Well done, Christian Horner. We need to jump straight in. We have just watched the Austin Grand Prix for majority of it. I thought it was going to be hammer time, didn't you, Fabs? Hammer fucking time. I thought he had it in the bag, mate. To be honest, the whole race was, was, was pretty epic. We saw a load of shit happen. Alonso nearly fucking took off. Yeah. Like a rocket. We got all this to talk about. We've all got, we got our notes again today. We've got we Fab and Jake's notes. notebook. We can start straight on the first corner and it raises a point which well, I still don't before, understand. Before we dive into the race. Oh, I love it when you pull me back. I... Th- <laughs> Huh? <laughs> just realized how fucking weird. Um, <laughs> that sounded really bad. Yeah, that did sound pretty bad. Oh, it's been a long old weekend, hasn't it? Went out last night, Fab played a gig. Alexis Kings live. Live on air in the flesh. And we had a couple of pit stop fans yes, come down. Yes, we did. Shout out to them. That was great. Uh, what, what was their pod called? They have a pod. Shout Hair out to the two girls and that straights. came. Hairpins and straights. Yep. Legends. Thank you so much for coming. Great and the other you. pit stop fans that came. I do want to lower the tone just for a second. Okay, tone, tone is, wait. I want to I want to dedicate this episode to Deirdre Mattershits. Deirdre Mattershits got it right. Um the guy passed away a couple of days ago and obviously we never met him. However, I feel like Red Bull has had quite a big impact on our journey so far, wouldn't you say? Especially considering he set up not only Red Bull but also Wings for Life and Wings for Life was the first event we went to. Well, that's massive. So, it's it's really sad. Um, and it's amazing that all of the Red Bull team dedicated today and the championship to him. Um, it was nice to see Helmut Marco get up there and take the trophy. It is really sad. He has done amazing things for the sport and Red Bull. And he's done an amazing thing for so many sports, countless yeah. sports. We've spoken about it before, but the guy's done so much for like extreme sports, mm-hmm. biking, sailing, motorbiking. And any other sport that they're involved in, they just they're like at the top of the game for all of that shit. So yeah, the guy was was clearly an absolute legend, and uh, yeah, never got to meet him. But big shame, big shame today. Christian Horner was crying after the race. Yeah, it is a really big shame. He did amazing things, gave so many people opportunities in different sports, and yes. will be remembered for all the right reasons. So absolutely, it's sad, but the win was dedicated to him. And. Red Bull got what they wanted today. They got a win. They got the constructors. That's what Dietrich would have wanted. Exactly. The, the constructors, it fell on the right day. It did. So, Red Bull ran play. away of it this year. Um, first constructor since 2013. And not only that, Verstappen has now leveled the all-time record for most wins in a season. He is level on 13 with Schumacher and, and Vettel. Vettel. And there is three races left. Yeah. Do absolute you think- machine. Machine. Do you think he beats it? Of course, bro. Yeah, of course he does. Do you think he, he beats it by getting like 14? Or do you think he beats it by winning all three and it just being 16? I don't see him winning all three. I think he's got two in the bag. I think he can do Mexico. Yeah. And then, However, I reckon Perez will, will, will be fucking pushing I don't think I don't think Verstappen wins uh, Brazil. Really? Maybe yeah. Hamilton again. I think Hamilton wins fucking Brazil. Hamilton's mate. a little I, bit I of a spark on Brazil, I isn't swear. he? Yeah, absolutely. No, it was a, it was a great day of racing today. It's nice for it to be back on. I feel like it's been away for a little, even though it's only been one week, right? I don't know why, but I feel completely different about watching it when it's not in Europe. Evening race as well. Evening yeah. race. We're sat here. It's dark. It is strange. Yeah, on. like what time are we pod in? We're podding at it's ten thirty. You're in your fucking schnood. Whatever. I'm you in my Udi so dressing gown. <laughs> we don't film these ones because we're so tired. It's been such a long weekend. Yes. But the race was amazing from the first corner. And I think we should go straight in with, you know, Russell hitting signs. It puts signs out the race, gutting because signs started on pole. Um, Do you think Carlos Sainz could have won the race if he didn't crash? No, I'm sorry. I don't think anyone. I think it's quick. He was really quick. I think what happened today is Verstappen showed that he is just so good. He would have won no matter what. Look at what happened in the pits. Red Bull fucked a bit up for like oh, the first time it. ever. 
And do you know what happened there, by the way? Yeah, what? I don't know. I'm asking you. Do you no, know? it looked like they they just having trouble getting the wheel the bolt on. I think it was the yeah the gun. Was it the gun? Yeah, it looked like they had problems. He had to with change that. the gun. It was the same with Vettel's. I think. Yeah. They were having a few problems. Oh no, it was like Vettel's. That. They had to change the gun. Wasn't putting out enough Newton talk. Talk. I think as as so laser as laser the other day. What, what does talk actually mean on a car? It's just like the power, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It's spelled T A U L K. Right. When someone goes like talk, how much? What What does your car talk? So, have you What's ever heard talk? of a torque key? Right, a key that you use to like tighten stuff up. No, I haven't. Yeah, well, it's, an Allen key. Well, so Allen keys exist as well, <laughs> but you can get a torque key now. I've never seen. There all must that. be some sort of correlation there. A torque key. A torque key. I don't know. I think it's torque, not how loud the car is. <laughs> I swear that is what it is. No? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> we can just skip around that straight away. Yeah, Russell on the first corner took signs out, which was gutting. It brings me back to a point we spoke about probably like 10 pods ago. You get a five-second penalty for taking someone out of the race, and then you're able to complete the race, and Russell came fifth. Okay? I still am not quite able to understand in Formula 1 how this is fair. Like, in the slightest. Like, you could just take someone out, and it's a five-second penalty, but your race is fine, but they can't continue. Like, this guy's qualified in pole, and on the first corner, someone's taken him out. All that hard work for pole, all that money spent by the team. Did you hear what Brunda was saying? Though? It's, it's so hard, because it's such a fine line. I think that's why they have to, to go back and really look at the replays and, and see what was going on at the time. George probably could have turned in a bit more. I think. But he Carlos, was going for that in the, he was going for that angle though, wasn't he? Carlos had he to move out of the way of, of someone that was in front of me. I don't know who it was. I think it was Verstappen. It was, it was Verstappen Max. got yeah, an amazing yeah, yeah. start. Um but like Brundle said, you know, just because you're in you're in the lead, like you still need to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. It's I guess race. it is a tough one. Yeah, it is tough. It you is wanna tough. make it as fair as possible. I guess it's just a shame to see signs out the race. Um obviously I don't think I didn't look at it and think George did it on, on purpose or anything like that. No. No, probably not. So you think like five second penalty is enough for someone that takes someone out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I was surprised he went out. I didn't think, I thought Carlos would go in with a flat tire, get the tire changed and bam, he's back Yeah, out. I was surprised. Well, I didn't actually see that much damage in the car. Mm. I mean, it didn't stop Alonso, did it? And we're going to get there throughout the Fucking notes, but Jesus blimey, Christ. that geezer. Mate, that guy can even style out a crash. Like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> he did a fucking wheelie and then he finished in seventh. Like, the bit, uh, yeah, yeah, Alonso. yeah, that's the bit that I can't fucking get over, mate. Like, I, I, there was so much going on in this race that I forgot Alonso had that crash. And then you turned to me like three quarters of the way through saying Alonso's in seventh I'm like how the fuck is he even still in this race I have no idea if he's even still racing and out of nowhere Mental. it just comes up that is a true I swear his car was smashed up like the guy's the king he went friend. into a wall he, I'm pretty sure one of the camera angles it might have been him or someone else he had like a, a front wing not a front wing his wing mirror was just shaking all over the place it, so it wouldn't have been able to see out of it he did a wheelie yeah, mate. Fernando Alonso how many does people, wheelies. How many people do you know do a wheelie in a Formula One car? Not many people do wheelies in a Formula One car. I feel like me and you would, but not many other people. Yeah, because we are two of a kind. Did you also notice what every driver was saying today about how windy it was? And I thought that would be a fascinating thing to talk about. I heard Ma Max say it a lot. I didn't really hear they, anyone else say it. Yeah, so there are quite a lot of them radioed in at the beginning. Obviously, they wouldn't keep saying it, but at the beginning, it caught them out. And it, I was thinking it when they said it, and then... I was trying to like get a, a grip of what it would feel like driving in that wind at that speed. And then I was just thinking like, you know, like when you're running or you're doing something out about like when I used to play football and it was a windy day, you're running into the wind. It's hard on your body like that. And then I was thinking like, you know, when you're driving in a car and you put your hand out a window and you're going quick and you feel the G. -force. Have you not ever had the wind like blow your car? 
Yeah, yeah, I have, I have. But I'm saying like, you know, when you put your hand out window as well, you can feel it, it pushes your hand back. And that's probably at like 50 mile an hour, 60 mile an hour. Or 150 mile an hour if you're driving fast. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> Remember to pay that speeding ticket, by the way. Yeah, I paid it, I paid it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a bloody parking ticket to pay now. They've got to do that for I 56 can... laps at like 200 mile an hour. Imagine trying to control your neck and drive into that wind it must be bloody crazy did you see did you see charles Leclerc after the race he looked fucked he looked like he had just been through about 40 marathons back to back like because of that snake because of that snake on Mate, the track that bloody snake is tricky which you one. by the way are the, you are the king of it no i'm not mexico i'm the king apparently they, no they're gonna rename the snake the jake boys jake the snake <laughs> <laughs> oh my god just because you said that i'm gonna have to do a video of me and put it on tiktok i'm absolutely dog shit on that snake. snake and bake the red bull looked insane round it and actually today was a really interesting race looking at the mercedes because even you noticed it and i know you wrote it down but at the end when how we're gonna I, we maybe we should go back to the beginning there because i'm gonna and start talking about what i like flying back and forth between shit let's yeah not, let's not follow the structure okay the yeah let's well, just what go i was saying is like. there was that little moment where you really saw hamilton pull away and obviously hamilton was unable to maintain it but, ah, yeah. but mercedes looked like they had something today like i definitely saw it in hamilton's driving the way he was going around the corners something the way a bit extra over. There was definitely a little bit more in that Mercedes than there's been all season. Well, what I wrote down here was when Verstappen was chasing Hamilton, I mean, I saw it on the TV, There's right? literally the overtake right now. So that he, Verstappen just jumps up the inside. You can see Hamilton's going for a switcheroo. Hamilton is using his driving experience to line up the car, but he's just unable to catch it on pace. They had about six to eight laps left. And I remember watching the time go down and it was going down to about 1.3. So he was nearly in DRS range. And then it was going back up to like 1.6, 1.8 on the next lap. And I heard Brundle talking something about, and I wrote it down here. I love that, by the way, the cowboy hats and all the Red Bull guys. Recovery laps. Okay, talk recovery to me about laps. recovery laps. Now, what do you know about recovery laps? I can only imagine, like, in, in layman's terms, that would mean I'm having a breather. The car's going, you know what? Fuck you, I'm going to have a breather. Oh, I think that is, that's, that is what it is. I'm going to have a breather. It's the, car, it's the car having a breather. It is. It's recharging the battery. Yeah, recharging the, if you don't mind me saying, don't want to show off the terms that I've learned, but the ERS. Which stands for? Electric Reduction System. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Electronic Remote System. Digital, what's the ERS stand for? Oh, for fuck's sake, we've been here. Drag reduction, drag reduction system. system. So electric reduction system is ERS. I don't know if it's that quite that. Basically, ERS is when you break, charge your battery, and then you can use your ERS. Yeah. You so you could tell Hamilton that, yeah, you could tell Hamilton was really trying to get every single piece out of that car to bring it through. He got every he piece. He couldn't do it. He, he couldn't did do it in the end. Could. He tried as hard as he could. Man, there he was a little fight. Place. There was a little fight with uh, Verstappen at the end, and it was nice. But fuck me, talk about fights at the end, right? Vettel. Vettel and Magnussen. Oh my God. Oh my Vettel's word. car got possessed. I don't know if you saw the clip where he actually overtakes me. It like jumps forward like it's fucking a broken moat control car. It just doesn't even look like an F1 car and overtakes it. I've not seen the Aston Martin do that before. I'll tell you that. Mate, Vettel wanted, Vettel wanted that in his he last race in, in, in Cotter. Yeah, I'm not surprised he's hungry, man. He's one of the greatest drivers Cottage, of all time. You, what did you say? Cotter? Cotter, Circuit of the Americas. I'm actually quite sad that we missed the Vettel era. Because that, that guy won, I think it's four world championships, isn't it? Like he was, I, it could be three. If we're wrong, we're fucking I don't wrong. Know, I don't know how, who he was with when he was racing when I used to watch it a little bit when I was younger. Pardon? I don't remember. Red Bull. He did three years in a row with Red Bull, I'm pretty sure. When? 
Well, Red Bull won their last one in 2013, so I can only assume like probably 2010 to 2013. I was watching. I wasn't watching it then. I was watching it in 2006. Have a quick Google so we can get it right. But yeah, I really wish we were around, like watching the sport when Vettel was flying because he's such a legend. Like you've seen how much everyone loves his stuff he's putting on Instagram, which is really cool. By the way, I can't wait to see what he starts posting. BMW Sauber. And he, well, so is this where he won his first championship? Uh, I don't know. Well, you've literally got it on your phone in front of you. Just type it in. Vettel World Championships Formula 1. Let's just confirm this. Because Sebastian Vettel deserves it. Vettel World Championship. Yeah. Yeah. Formula 1. And my guess was he's won four. Formula 1. He might have won four in a row at Red Bull, actually. 2010, 2011, 2012, and 2013. That's my guess for Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. Three, one, two, three, four years in a row. Let's, that's impressive. And that's all at Red Bull. Mate, I was just spot on with everything I said. 53 wins, 122 podiums, 3,097 career points, 57 pole positions, 38 fastest laps. The sport is losing a, a true gem, but he will be involved in Formula One for a long time. You know he's not leaving that paddock. He's going to be inspiring people and working with drivers in that paddock. Do like, you think? This is something, this is something that I, I saw someone talk about. Will he take on a role like other people have done in the sport when they kind of step you on and what? move beyond that? No joke. I know he probably wouldn't do it, yeah. Hear me out. Sebastian Vettel, if Mick Schumacher stays as Mick Schumacher's performance coach. Fuck off. <laughs> what makes you think what makes you think a racing driver could, could qualify to be a performance coach? No, well, maybe. Maybe or maybe just a, a race coach or something. Like I feel like well, imagine, I, I see, imagine Vettel I see was him in coaching team. I see him coaching younger kids out in Germany. I see him coaching Carton. I definitely think he'll stick around, won't he? Like what? I can see him do a Mark Webber and, and take maybe some of these F2 drivers under their belt as a, as a manager or something. Maybe. Maybe not a performance coach, but like a manager. Well, I'm sure he could do a few startups. Yeah, yeah, sure Hello, Mick. Good morning. I'll give you a Five quick massage. today. <laughs> Where feels tough, Mick? Where would you like a rap? <laughs> oh, this podcast is a load of shit. Yeah, Lance it's a Stroll. Sunday, guys. We've had a heavy weekend. Lance Stroll was in third position for a couple of laps. I wrote dot, 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 mad. So that's Lance Stroll's and shout then, out. And, then, and then what happened to Lance Stroll? Well, the inevitable. It's a DNF. I've actually got that written down. Bottas also DNF'd and signs DNF'd. Three DNF's today. I couldn't understand, by the way. You, you'll be able to explain this to me. <laughs> yeah. You're... you're <laughs> <laughs> Go on, was, go on. What happened was... I've got the answers for you. What happened was, I was watching this race, okay, and then I'm very aware that soft tyre usually is like 12 laps, medium, sometimes like 20 to 26, hard, so you can get like maybe 30, 40. That's kind of what I thought for laps. They all started on mediums other than a few on hards. Why were they pitting on lap 10 for hards? Surely mediums can get more than 10 laps. Because it was a definite two-stop strategy. So why run medium tyres when they're degrading if you have to pit twice anyway? Did everyone have to pit twice then? Yeah. So, so hear me out. If that's the case, I'm listening. why would you not start on hards? Uh, to get a quicker launch off the start line. Okay. But if you're pitting on lap 10, softs can do 12. So why not just run softs? Probably too hot today. No one was on softs apart from George Russell. At the end, he went for the fastest lap. And he got it. 
Congratulations to George Russell. You got your extra I'm point. sorry. I'm sorry. But I've just given you a fucking answer for everything then. How have I done that? <laughs> I'm not done yet. I don't do that kind <laughs> of shit. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Give me a fucking high yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah. It felt good. Well, Whether it was true. right or not, it no. felt good. <laughs> it spat on me. Oh, I'm in my eye. <laughs> Let's end today's podcast here whilst we're on a ride. We were like face to face and we yeah, were so we close. We are actually sat. I wonder if you can hear me echoing that mic. We are actually sat strangely close today. We are. Kind of loving it. We've been closer. <laughs> uh, amazing drive. I wanted to write, uh, talk about amazing drive from Gasly today. When that crash happened between Alonso and Stroll, mm-hmm. there was a massive cloud of smoke and you had all those cars behind who basically had to try and navigate through all this debris on the track. And I wanted to th- ask you this question. Go on, if you're in Gasly's position... Wait, wait, wait. Right? Paint the picture for me, then. Okay, you're well, coming down sit, the straight. Let me sit down like You're coming down the straight. Hang on, let me, get in, let me get in the driving position. Wait, I might even grab... Hang on. Let me just put my mic down. Yeah. Okay, yep. So it's going to commentate. Jake's running around the back of the sofa. He's gra- Okay, he's grabbing the Fanatec steering wheel. He's got you it in his hand. Like I've, got a, <laughs> I've got to have the wheel in my hands. Right, so you're driving down the straight. You, yep. You're in the zone. You're fucking locked. You're like a lion searching for the its prey. The wind is blowing me back. My neck is You're flying. ready for it. I you're can't at, see any. The blood is flowing. You're pumping. All of a sudden, big puff of smoke. You see Alonso nearly take ah! off into the air. Ah! Stroll spinning around like a fucking ah! merry-go-round. You don't know what... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's going on? You have to navigate through this cloud of smoke, two cars either side of you. Yeah. It's chaos, right? Yeah. How are you feeling in that moment? Are you, do you think as a driver, you're fully locked in, loaded, and you just go through that shit? Or do you think someone like Pierre Gasly, who, as we saw a couple of races ago, the incident with the, uh, the tractor on the track Mm -hmm. and there nearly being a crash, do you think he gets scared in those situations? Do you, um, do you think a driver actually worries and gets scared about that shit in the moment? Well, firstly, it was off the back of the safety car, wasn't it? So there was all that thing about there being the distance. Um, and that's why it happened, because everyone was trying to get track position and like get around the outside and that. Um, but I'm not... I'd, yeah, I get what you're saying. Am I talking about... I don't even know what I'm talking about. You're that. talking about just before the Alonso crash and when Gasly was behind her, right? And Gasly had to avoid all the smoke. Yeah, but there wasn't a safety car then. No, it's before, they were coming off a safety car. That's they literally were coming out of it. The safety car had just ended that cr- when that crash happened. What and a fresh one came out, like the straight. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Very high chance I'm wrong. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Let's go back to what I'm thinking is gas. Right, get right? back in the zone. Yeah. Okay. So I'm in my cockpit. I'm just driving wrong. Now I say this into a bit of radio guy. Change gear then. Fucking hell, you're fucking revving I'm, in for. I'm, I'm in auto too, <laughs> my friend. I've had the Alpha Tauri's put me in automatic so I can listen to my tunes. Why are you just like swirling your hips around? <laughs> I'm pretty fucking excited. <laughs> I have the wheel in my hand. Yeah, I'm, if you're Pierre Gazzy, right? 
you're just looking forward, driving really quick, and then all the smoke comes up. So you're going to hit the brake and think, oh, I've got a brake. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't know what kind of explanation you want. I'm not Pierre Gasly. You're asking me if he's scared. What do you want me to do? Text him? Well, I'm not asking you to fucking tell me if you think, like, do you think he, that a driver would be scared in that situation? I don't think you'd have time to When be. they're locked in that mindset. Nah, not, that's not the scariest thing that could happen to a driver on a Formula One track. Like, it's pretty scary. I mean, he scary. got very close to Stroll. It's scary, but these people aren't, they're not human. These, these people are not human. Like, Fact. they need more <laughs> You credit. heard it here first on the Pit Stop podcast. F1 drivers are not human. Hey, they need way more credit. That's probably why Oscar Piastri couldn't park his car because he's not programmed he's to not park his car. Human. It's not in the fucking algorithm in his head. They didn't download that content to his head. I don't think they're scared, but I also think if anyone is trained to be reactive and get out of a situation like that, it's these people. So, and they trust in themselves. Don't get me wrong, it would be such a shock, wouldn't it? Like, imagine you were driving at like 180 and out of nowhere, all this happens in front of you and you've got to very quickly adapt. See the car spinning in front of you, look at the debris, brake safely, make sure you're not braking too quick for the other cars. To be honest, I feel like they have like a code of conduct within the people where they probably have to always make sure they keep the car behind them safe. In the aspect of, I doubt Gasly could just slam his brakes on if he knew someone was Well, that's what happened to Schumacher. Schumacher slowed down too much and he got fucking overtaken by two or three cars, mate. Lando overtook him um, and some others. Shout out to Lando, by the way. <laughs> Shout Lando out to had a Lando. Really good race today because he, he was battling a lot, and we actually saw a lot of Lando. He got clattered by some debris from that crash. A big bit of carbon fiber came and whacked him. Really? What on the head? Well, I think it hit the what, halo the and bounced off. Well, he finished in sixth, which is a good race. That's, that's and really impressive. Now I'm going to pick you up on what you said about Daniel Ricciardo in the race. What did I say? You said that because he's last, like. Maybe maybe it is his time to go. Did I say that? Yeah. I, I did. You I, did. I feel like... Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. okay, yeah. All right, pin this one on me. Okay, what's the, what's the fucking question? What do you want to know? No, no. Like, I love Danny Rick, but he needs that time off now. And, like, I think the fact that Lando comes sixth in that car just says it. Why do you love him? I think he's just great for the sport. Like, a great me. There's more... It's a weird one where... I love Formula One for way more than just the driving. Like, honestly, the cars are not the main thing for me. Like, I'm not fascinated really about the upgrades and that on a car. I'm not. But I'm, I'm fascinated about the person that gets in the car, the teammate dynamic, what the people are like. Because there's so much more to this sport now. These people are like, I'm not being funny yet, but if you turn it up, like, I love Danny Rick, yeah. Turns up on a paddock on a horse and he has a VIP pass around the horse that says horsey McCourse or something like that. I think that's what's fucked him up, this race. Do you reckon? I think it's Bad coming to the end of the, the season. Horse. He knows he's not going to be here next year. He thinks, ah, oh, you know, fuck it, I'll take a fucking horse. <laughs> I didn't even sound Australian, but he's like, I'm going to ride a fucking horse into the paddock. Like, Nah, get in the mindset. Stop fucking about with that shit. Like, try and pick up a few more points in your last few that races. That is one thing I was thinking. Like, I get everyone went mad about it. Everyone was like, this is so funny. But realistically, if you were hey. in his shoes, surely you'd be trying harder than ever. Like, more in the zone He's grown than some ever. stupid beard. He's rolled in with a cowboy hat thinking he's fucking little Nas X into the paddock. <laughs> like, come on. Get in the zone, bro. <laughs> and we mean this from an aspect of people that want him to do well. Like, I'd be the first person to do a shoey. But I guess it's just sad to see knowing he's leaving and then seeing him at the bottom. Um, I, I am excited now to see Piastri in that, in that McLaren. And actually, we haven't done a pod since and told you who the drivers were because the last pod we put up was with Mabdul, which was a bonus. Guys, Thursday this week, the next episode that comes out will be with Oscar Piastri 
in our flat. Let's give that a fucking Oscar round Piastri. of because that is absolutely insane. Guys, we put a few clips up online. We've been teasing it. Just before we put the clips up of Oscar, we showed you the fastest lap leaderboard in our living room. Jake was covering Oscar Piastri. Yeah. I forgot to cut the front of the video where you could see the O and the S. Mm -hmm. And then I deleted it straight away. But I think a few of you sneaky little people you on the other end of this computer saw it. Yeah. So we kind of gave it away, but now everyone knows anyway. Yeah, Oscar Piastri is the guest Thursday. That's the episode. That's the Formula One driver in our flat. He drove here. We had a great conversation. It's an hour and 15 minutes long. One of my favorites, and I think probably the best podcast we've ever done. So make sure you click follow on the pod, rate it five stars, and turn our notifications on on Spotify or Apple so you don't miss anything. Mm. Text every Formula One fan you know and let them know that Oscar Piastri is on the Pit Stop podcast. I also want to give a massive shout out to his team as well, mm -hmm. specifically Mark Webber and his wife, Anne, because they manage him, right? It is really cool that they manage him. They've been super... <sighs> I don't know if easy is the word, but they've just been amazing cool, to, to deal modern, with. Understandable. They just easy they to just they just seem to know. They seem to have their finger on the pulse when it comes to what the people want. Down with it, yeah. They they're just down because we, we it's not easy this sport. It's so corporate. It's so hard to talk to people, but they've just been amazing. So, yeah, I can't wait for you guys to listen to the app. It, well, it's, it's it's I mean it's it's epic that it's Oscar, but it's even more epic the fact that like we're the first people to have done something with him since this whole thing's been yeah, going on. that is the coolest thing about it for me. Because I, I was saying to Fab, and when people ask me, like, why is it the biggest? Like, and some people were like, it's not your biggest ever. You've done the Ferrari drivers. You've done Alfa Romeo drivers. But we've done Jensen Button. But they, we didn't do any of them in our flat for one. All of them were on a time limit for two. And three, this is the first time someone's, we've actually had a Formula One driver come to us, sit with us. We've gone for an hour and 15 minutes. He set a fastest lap. Like, we actually spent the day with this everything, guy. Everything was done how we wanted to do it. When we've done guests in the past, it hasn't always been the ideal scenario, which is fine because, to be honest, I'm gassed we even get to do these kinds of people. This is our first year of doing this. We're not even 10 months into doing this podcast, I don't think. The fact that we can get these people on is insane. I can't believe it, mate. But the fact that Oscar was sat literally three metres in front of where I'm sat now mm. in our flat, he's fucking set a lap on our sim... His name is behind us on our leaderboard. That's the he thing. slapped us by two seconds, which I thought he would have done quicker. Yeah, but Asim, like, not set up. <laughs> yeah, the Sims aren't shit. They're just not fully. They're not properly set up. We can't find the yet. final screws. <laughs> There's some screws that we need to attach the pedals down. Oscar had dodgy pedals, so whoever comes and beats Oscar, he'll have to come do another lap after yeah. that. No, yeah, we're, we're super lucky to have had Oscar. I can't wait for you guys to listen to that episode. It's the first one we've done with a guest where I can truly say. I feel like we couldn't have done better. Like with Alfa Romeo, we were really unlucky because we had to drive to Switzerland. We hadn't slept. Like with the Ferrari guys, we were a bit rushed and it was a brand campaign. So we were unable to just like throw what we wanted. But this episode with Oscar has no cuts. It's exactly how we wanted it. And it's like every other guest episode. Maybe you guys as listeners can tell that our pods when we do them at home are better. And this one is better. So... I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. I guess that's the best thing to say. 100%. And this is just so exciting for not just me and Jake now, but for everyone who follows Pit Stop. Because as some of you may have heard us say before, we want to get these people back on, but we don't want to do it in the same scenario. We want to yeah. do it out on the road. And we've got so many amazing ideas that we could do. As some of you may have seen, me and Jake have started playing a little bit of golf. 
All right, we're not very good. <laughs> We've gone once and I lost like eight We've been balls. once, but we're going to go to the driving range. We're going to get really good. We're going to take Oscar out for a round of golf with Lando he Norris. Know this yet. Huh? They don't know this they yet. They don't know this yet, but Lando and Oscar are coming to play golf. Everyone DM them and say, you need to go play golf with the pit stop boys. <laughs> What's funny is we actually got Oscar on the pod through my DMs. Like, everyone we've got has basically been through mine and Fab's DMs. It's pretty crazy. But all the drivers we haven't had, yeah, if there's any drivers is this, please look at your Instagram DMs from me because you'll have loads. <laughs> I've been messaging Russell, like, every week since Feb. Everyone, I just message all the time. I messaged Nick DeVries. I'd love Nick. Didn't reply back. I'm not really sure who he thinks he is. He's not in <laughs> F1 yet. So you can reply to my message. He like. was Oscar, but we had Oscar. What? No, Oscar is an F1 driver, actually. Sorry. We're saying that because we'll get more views. Yo, yeah. 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 Is he technically an F1 driver yet? No, but we'll say he is anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's Oscar Piastri. It's bloody Oscar Piastri. It's Oscar fucking Piastri. One mate. more quick round of applause for that, guys. Oscar Piastri, Oscar Piastri came Piastri. In all flat. Okay, back to Austin. Back to Austin. Leclerc finished third. Um, he started, he had a penalty, so he was further back. He did get very lucky with the uh, safety car. Very lucky. It played perfectly into his hands. It did. And because that's exactly when Red Bull had a bad pit stop. Um, hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on a little minute. I got stuck. I got stuck. No, it helped Hamilton. Yeah, Leclerc come out somewhere there. That happened, something like that. Verstappen wasn't happy with the team, though, was he, when he had his pit stop? He was like, beautiful. Fucking beautiful. That was me trying to star the word. Uh, yeah, but then he wins and he's he like, oh, make, guys, you guys are amazing. He made friends with them at the end. I liked the fact that they were wearing those cowboy hats in that car. I ain't being funny. Callum has all authority to throw as many spanners in the back of that Red Bull as he wants because that Red Bull team have done absolute wonders this season. But the continuity, the ability to be that spot on every race, you got to remember people make mistakes. Like, if Red Bull make a mistake, no one is going to go in on them. No one's going to even talk about it because they never do. Like... You'll be like, oh, it's a mistake. If Ferrari make a mistake, anything goes wrong for Ferrari and everyone is just like, oh, here we go yeah, I again. I know. Well, at least it, it wasn't Callum who made the mistake anyway. It was someone else. I don't yeah, know who it was. It, it was the front left, wasn't it? Yeah. I I who's really on there? See. Who's on the front left? I don't know. I, I didn't see. But I did find it really interesting that um, signs went out because the driver's standings are like pretty close. Like, really close. Because obviously Verstappen's won. But Charles Leclerc has got 267 points. Sergio Perez has got 265. Oh, shit. There's only two points between them. And then Carlos Sainz is back in fifth. And he's 16 points behind Russell. So Russell is third, man. Wow. Like, this is an unbelievable Wait, who's season. who's in fourth, then? Oh, no, sorry. Russell is fourth, 218 points. Yeah, but this is an unbelievable season from Russell. I mean, seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton is 20 points behind Russell. The, the driver's standings are very tight. The, they are very tight. I'll tell you what isn't very tight. Go on. The constructor standings. You've got Red Bull Racing with 656 points now. They've mm -hmm. just won it, obviously. Ferrari with 469. Mercedes with 416. Is there... Time for Mercedes to get second. Yep. No. What you, you want to settle this with armor or something? Uh, we could do pat a cake. <laughs> All right, put the mic down. <laughs> no, I, I said for a while I think Mercedes will be there, but is there time? I don't know. You'd need a big Ferrari. Ferrari would have to mess up quite a bit, wouldn't they, to, to lose that? It was it like forty points. This is points? an interesting one. You got Alpine in fourth, McLaren in fifth. So that's a yeah. They were talking about that battle on TV. McLaren came out on top. McLaren today. done well, done well today, but <clears throat> Daniel Ricciardo. But Lando definitely did 
something uh, pretty mega there. They've got 149 points, Alpine. Mm -hmm. McLaren's got 138. So the battle's still on there. We had this conversation with the boys. Our mates came up last night uh, to come watch me play from home. They don't really follow F1. And they were saying to us, what's the point in really watching it now if the World Championship's already been won? Mm. But there's still a great fucking battle going on in the middle. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to see that Alpine, McLaren... Um, that's pretty much it. You got Alfa Romeo in sixth with 52 points. Aston Martin with 49 points. There's something going on there too. Alfa Romeo are actually doing better than I thought, considering. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest upset for me really this season is Alfa Tauri. I, you know, I love Gasly and I was really excited for him and Alfa Tauri. So, it, it, you know, I'm glad. I'm actually glad Gazi's going to be at Alpine. I hope that's yeah, an amazing Yeah, it's exciting for Gazi. I think that's the right. And he's actually seemed great on social, haven't they? Them, them three in that circle, Yuki, they've all been having jokes about his height. Oh, and, my God, the banter. Yeah, the banter. it's been top. I think it was in motorsport.com put out a post about next year is a new record for the shortest average height on a team. It's going to be Yuki and Nick DeVries together. Yeah. And it said, I said Nick DeVries was like 167 centimetres. Yeah. And he got a bit funny about it. It was like, actually, it's 168. And then Yuki put up a photo and it was like two. It was an arrow where his hair is. It said 10 centimetres of hair. <laughs> and then Gasly popped up and said, Yuki, what the fuck are you talking about when it comes to height or something like that? Killed hey, me. Gazi is great. I think Gazi's a confidence driver as well. I think like once he gets confident and you get him in that Alpine. And I'm actually really excited to see him race with Ocon. Yeah, he was pretty solid today. Two French drivers at a French team when it comes to the French Grand Prix, yeah. which isn't on next year. No, it isn't on next year. Well, hang on a minute. I swear we've said this and people have messaged us and said it is on next year. So is let's it? quickly skip past that is one. It really? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I do. You said the interesting thing earlier that you, when you were talking about the videos of Lando and Ricardo on McLaren's socials, after having Piastri here, and obviously a lot of people have never seen what Piastri is actually like, like in person for a longevity of time, like he is on our pod. I think next year Piastri and Lando will be great mates. Guys, is it just me? Or is it a bit awkward when McLaren keep churning out these videos of Lando and Daniel doing these like stupid fucking challenges on social media? Like I saw one earlier. They had to. There was like these snacks, yeah. and they had to choose their favorite snack. But both both of them just look like they don't even give a shit. Like they don't want to be there. Wouldn't it it's be almost as if McLaren have got a gun behind the camera. Like just <laughs> fucking do it, all right? Just do it. Wouldn't it be much funnier if they just pulled like their favorite guy from the pits in? Because there's clearly f funny guys in the McLaren pit crew. Just call someone that works in with Daniel Ricciardo. Someone that works of Lando. That's what they need it. to do more. That's like, what I mean. We know Red Bull has some amazing people Mate, in their pit crew. Some so funny, there is some funny band. fuckers all right, in legends. the Red Bull. I'm sure McLaren have got the same. Adam Seagull. Adam Seagull. All the teams do because we know we've met so many people from all teams. Like we know that people in the garage are legends. They they all love a party. They all, everyone wants to celebrate. A race weekend is an event. It's a it's something to remember. They're forever the people's for people. The drivers are like. They're like untouchable gods. Do you know what I mean? They're like a lot of the F1 fans, but the fucking pit crew are like the people's people. You know, I saw it on TV today on that Sky camera where just after they'd done the, um, they'd just done the, the podiums and then everyone looked so, so great on the podiums and all the drivers walk off and then the camera followed them and they walk behind the podium board and just sit on that black box where like all the equipment goes on. And you think like, wow, that's crazy because the camera angle just then was like, what the world sees like you know what i mean it's like perfect formula one they're on the podium and then they walk behind the podium and they're just sat on their music boxes like, oh, like behind the, the scenes on the flight case like yeah. it reminded me of like wwe like behind the scenes and when you see them <laughs> sit down and they like get given a bottle of water and you just i think it's so so 
hard. No, sorry, so easy to forget that these people are honestly not human. And the job they do, like, I, I look at them and I, I, I can't even see a, a human. Honestly, like, I, it's weird. Oscar was the first real realisation I've had. Like, he's 21. This boy is 21. And he's about to do this in this massive world stage, driving one of the most dangerous motorsports. You know I think it's going to be different with Oscar, though. Because I was thinking about this mid-race. It's funny you bring this up, because I was thinking about this mid-race. No, it was after the race. Watching Leclerc on TV do his interview. It feels like I've never met him. Mm-hmm. It, uh, uh, it's because of the scenario. I agree. It's because of the scenario that we met him in, right? I reckon if we see, when we see uh, Oscar Piastri on TV next year, it's going to be like, that's, that's our boy. Like, that's, one, that's someone we know. I agree. Because we, cause he came here, we had the time up before and after to talk a little bit, hang out a little bit. With the Ferrari stuff, it was like it was done very quickly and then they obviously they're very busy. They had to shoot off and it wasn't in our flat. So yeah, I look at Leclerc on TV and it's just like, that's Charles Leclerc. That isn't, that's someone I just see on the TV every day. Yeah, it would be amazing if we felt like we knew him. Maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe just because I feel like we don't actually know any of the drivers on the current grid, I just can't understand it. But maybe once I see Oscar in there doing it, I'll be able to like get a bit more of a grip. But right now, the, the Formula One grid just seems so like, you guys are fucking great. I just can't get my head around it. It, it really hit me today when they said how windy it was. I don't know why, but it just, it just sent me crazy thinking about the fact when I put my hand out the window and it blows back. Imagine that on your head for like 56 laps at like four times It's a great speed. analogy. It really is. It would send you mad, mate, yeah. trying to hold your neck in that. Even trying to rip the um, tearaways off. Even trying to pull your arm up I tell and you rip what, the tearaway I'll tell you what, I felt it at the Sky Tempest. <coughs> Sorry, excuse well, me. Know, what happened there? Then I turned into an old man. The Sky Tempesta yeah. day, the track day that we did at Brands Hatch. If anyone follows us, you would have seen that. Me and Jake. That was got, amazing, by the way. Yeah, we got driven around Shout in a couple Sky of um, AMG Mercedes with some uh, with the Sky Tempesta team. Yeah, was unbelievable. Don't know about you, but I felt it in my neck after that. I did, because I was sat back in my seat. And I actually noticed when it started going, I grabbed my harness. And my because it was pushing me so much, I didn't even move my hands for the whole thing. <laughs> so as soon as I stopped and come back in, my hands were still gripped to the harness. And I was pushed back like that. My mouth was wide open. And that wasn't even as quick as a Formula One car. <laughs> they would get nowhere near the speed of a Formula One it. car. Nowhere near it. I, I, felt, I felt ill. I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> That's right. I, I can't, I'm not going to give away any information and tell you guys anything else. But I'm actually driving a car around the track next week. Oh, no, I can't wait to <laughs> see this. I cannot wait to see this. Yeah, I don't want to give away any info, but that is happening. Thank God it's an automatic. Uh, yeah, it's an automatic because <laughs> I haven't got a manual license. Let's just very quickly run through the final. So three people DNF'd. Verstappen won today, which means Red Bull, Constructors Championships, and he's a world champion. Bash. Perfect year. They've done the double. Hamilton came second. Great result for Mercedes. Um, it's a shame, really. We did really want to see Hammer Time. We we even had a title of the pod ready. I wanted, I wanted the moment. Is that what it means? Is that what Hammer Time means? If you well, wins? they said it. They said it to call him into the pits, and you were like, they're saying that for the American fans. I was like, yeah, they probably are. You'd never hear them say that. No, def- they said a few sus things on the TV today, like just to blow it up for the Americans because everything's so exaggerated. Yeah, it? yeah, they definitely did that. Yeah, um, Leclerc came third. He had a good race, but he also had a lot of fortune. But I'm glad Ferrari got some points because it was unfortunate for signs. Perez came third. He also had some damage to his wing right at the beginning. So, no, Perez came fourth. So that's a good finish for him. Russell in fifth, Norris in sixth, Alonso in seventh. 
for me, seventh and eighth, Alonso and Vettel are probably two of the most impressive ones here. Alonso carrying on for one and Vettel for his battle through the field. It's going to be really, really sad when those guys are gone. And I'm so happy that Alonso is staying for another year. Yeah. Don't really care what, what he does in the Aston Martin next year because I just know that it's going to be good. He's not going to win the fucking championship. But just having a goat like that on the racetrack still is just unreal and i can't fucking wait till that guy's sat in our living room i know on our podcast I'm gonna he said hello to me it. didn't he you all the time he walks he past you never want to say we spoke about this on the pod haven't we, we but you, you never want to say hello the one time he walks past i've gone alonzo that's because so i never see he's him so every time like, bro every time that he walks past i just seem to be looking the other way i think it's the universe doing it he walked right behind you, I didn't would, he? i would gush i would gush i'd take my top off I, how about this, right? This this would make you gush as well. In an alternate universe, imagine... Alonso's my dad. Wow. Wow. You reckon your mum would fancy Alonso? I reckon your mum would fancy Alonso. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got enough money. Yeah, she'd fancy him. <laughs> <laughs> and dad, I'm sorry. Dad, I'm so sorry. But it's Does fucking Alonso. Does your dad Alonso. listen to the pod? Uh, of course he listens to the pod. Oh, no. How you doing, my friend? Oh, no. <laughs> See you at Christmas was, was for a big <laughs> smash up. <laughs> we had a good Christmas last year at my dad's house. I did Christmas at yours. And now we've got the F1 to talk about. We're going to get battered again. Yeah. no. You did Christmas at mine last year and you had, a, you had a girlfriend <laughs> and you had Christmas at my dad's. <laughs> Unbelievable scenes. We got so drunk. I swear for like the last three years we've had Christmas together. I've always had the lads around mine on Christmas Day. I love like. doing Christmas with my friends. Christmas like, for me is like friends. Like The thing about what you and me have in common is that our family are quite split up around the country. Mm. They're in different areas. So we have like four or five different locations we need to go. Whereas my dad and your mum kind of live fairly similar. So yeah. we can get like two stones with with one bird or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> two stones with one bird. Very yeah. good analogy. Thank Please you. let me finish what I'm trying to say now. Ooh, Quick. I've oh, just got a text from Matt God WTF1. Say. Go on. What are we talking about here? What's Matt Gallagher saying then? Uh, no, nah, nothing related. <laughs> can't read that one nothing out. Relatable. No, I can't read that one out. <laughs> okay, though. let me go back to what I was saying. In an alternate universe, imagine Sebastian Vettel stayed at Aston Martin and wasn't retiring. And Alonso went to Aston Martin and replaced Stroll. And imagine Alonso and Vettel on Say the same team. Say that again, because I was just picturing Sebastian Basically, Vettel Basically, just imagine dad. Alonso and Vettel on the same team. Imagine <sighs> if Vettel didn't leave and Alonso went Aston Martin and they were oh together. How do you think they'd get on? Um, I think there'd be some close driving. I think it would be exciting. I don't think they would crash because they've got so much knowledge. Yeah. And so much craftsmanship that they would just, they would just fucking fight each other but it'd be clean i reckon the race engineers and everyone within that team would love it knowing like, they're working with them and like they're going to be helping them with the car and like getting their insight imagine having both of them in the meeting i think adam seagull would go bloody ballistic adam, adam seagull would lose his absolute shit fab guys right. it's a end of a pit stop podcast <laughs> that was a good 45 minute chat that was really good, guys. It's a late one today. It's 11 o'clock. This goes live in T-minus 51 minutes. So we need to get editing. Not we that there's to anything to cut out. step on the gas and press the E-R-S, if you don't mind me saying. The next episode will be with the one, the only, Australian Mr. Oh, it's going to be <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Pit Stop Podcast. I've been fab. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded like Kathy there. I've been Jake. Make sure you hit the follow button. <laughs> Rate it five stars. It really helps us out. Let's try and get as far up the charts for the Oscar episode. So everyone listening that has never rated the pod, no matter what platform you're listening on, 
please leave this. There's a little star button. Click it. Press five. Click the follow button. Get notifications on. The Oscar episode on Thursday will not be live at midnight like normal Wednesday night. It's going to go live in the afternoon, evening, Thursday, dropped with the YouTube video. So our YouTube is Pit Stop Jacob Fab. If you want to watch it, if you want to listen to it, go wild. Yep. And I cannot wait for it. Also, if you go on uh, YouTube and type in Pit Stop, there is some RuPaul's Drag Race stuff which comes up. Not as much anymore since that we have a bit of a following now on yeah. YouTube. However, if you are interested in Drag Race, drag, then type in Pit Stop and it may come up. Yeah. There you go. You're so helpful, Fab. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. If you're listening to this on a Monday, happy Monday. If you're listening to this on a Tuesday, happy Tuesday. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, enjoy your Wednesday. And if you're listening to this on Thursday, lucky you, because Oscar Piastri is about to drop. And if you're listening to this on a Friday, then get a life. Go out. <laughs> it's Friday fucking night, okay? Stop listening to the Pits Up podcast. <laughs> yeah, we suck. That's what Twitter's been saying anyway. Yeah, well, that's Twitter. I don't use Twitter. I'm blind to it. Yeah, As far too. as I'm concerned, everyone says lovely stuff about us. Plus, I think it's amazing. I love it. The more people it. that know about the Pit Stop podcast, the more drivers we'll be able to get on. And that is how we're going to end the pod. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs>